Oh, sweet! Ace of base! What? our theme song it's a beautiful life here at the everything sucks podcast yes welcome back to pop your pop culture podcast today i want to talk a little bit more about everything sucks the ill-fated show that was canceled sadly by netflix and it's a show that you should be watching and joining me today on pop is our good friend julia welcome to pop Hi, thanks for having me. And Julia, you've been kind of working hard to get the show Everything Sucks back into production with Netflix. So tell us the story. How did you get this going? Well, okay. First of all, it's not just me that's working to renew the show. We have um, an entire group chat on Twitter, which has about 52 people in it, where we coordinate the different events that we're going to be doing online to try and get the show renewed. But I do believe that I was one of the first people to use the Renew Everything Sucks hashtag. I used it pretty close to after the show had first come out on Netflix because I run a bunch of other fan pages on Twitter for a bunch of other actors And they were also part of some smaller shows on Netflix. And I had to go through this whole rodeo before to try and get their shows renewed using like a hashtag and like tagging Netflix and like all the networks that were involved in their show. When I first posted the hashtag, I was like, if you want a season two of Everything Sucks, you're going to have to use the hashtag and you're going to have to tag Netflix. Because I knew that at the time that the show came out, it was it 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 was kind of small. I hadn't seen a lot of promotion for it done, and so I knew that we were going to have to fight hard to get to get a new season to happen, um, even if the audience was going to go up, which, as you can see, it obviously did. But like, even if even if the audience was going to go up, we were still going to have to fight for a second season of this show. Like, I knew that right away. So I used the hashtag, and then I used it for a little bit, but I wasn't super pushy about it, and then. I think Peyton started using it, at least to my knowledge. Uh, Peyton started using it, and then the rest of the cast, the rest of the cast, caught on, and then it kind of just turned into a big movement. Fantastic! Now, I, I'm an old duffer. I'm 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 54, mm-hmm. and you're much younger than I am. Yeah, and I'm 21. Yeah, and it's weird that this show is bringing a lot of diverse people together, right? And I'm kind of like a patron saint of uh, getting things to come back or making things happen. My generation, we we got Star Trek back on the air, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> back when it was canceled, and yeah, then uh, then we helped get Kiss and Cheap Trick into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're trying to get the monkeys in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm big into this kind of using social media to make things happen. Me too. Now let's talk a little bit about the show itself, Everything Sucks. What kind of show can bring generations of people together, someone who's 54 and someone who's 21, to come together 
what is it about this show that is so appealing? Because on its surface, it just looks like a weird half an hour dramedy that no one is really going to pay all that much attention to. And I would say I disagree with that heavily. I really love how unique our show is because I feel like all of the high school shows are always like jocks and cheerleaders. And our show, you know, it's the AV club and the drama club. Like you never see that. Welcome to AV Club, freshman. My name is Quinn Liebling. Peyton Kennedy. Abby Brittle. Rio Mangini. <laughs> Jahi Winston. Everything doesn't suck. Woo! Everything sucks. What was it about Everything Sucks that pulled you in? I am not LGBT plus myself. I mean, I guess I, I am asexual, but that's debated whether that's part of the community or not. That's beside the point. Mm-hmm. My point is that I like to watch LGBT plus media and I think that there is a big space for good LGBT representation that's also mainstream that hasn't quite been filled yet. Mm-hmm. And when I I had been following Peyton way before Everything Sucks was even a thing. I met her when she came to my home state of Wisconsin for a screening of her film, American Fable, which everyone should watch, by the way. And so it was from that that I started the fan page for her, which to my no- which is going okay. When I first heard about this project that she was going to be a part of, it was interesting because they, ha- they hadn't mentioned in any of the preliminary series descriptions, they hadn't mentioned that it was going to be LGBT+. So I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be a show that was all about nostalgia, which I was here for anyway. Right. And then I and then I saw the trailer and I saw the looks that happened between her character Kate and Sydney Sweeney's character Emmeline and immediately I was like, "Oh my gosh, I think they're going to be a thing." Mm-hmm. And so from then on, I was hooked even farther. Because first of all, the nostalgia, it's just fun to have a show like that. And then secondly, like LGBT representation where the main character is lesbian is so fantastic and amazing. And then you have Jahi's character who is also just monumental. I think the way the show is done is brilliant. Well, it's, it's not only just uh, LGBT uh, representation. It's also nerd representation, which I was one, and <laughs> still am, proudly. But it's also representation of parents. I agree. That was one of my favorite parts of the show. Was in addition to the whole Kemaline story, was the story that was between Ken, Mr. Mesner, and Luke's mom. Because mm-hmm. I, as a twenty-one-year-old, I watch quite a bit of TV. I mean, and like I had never. I had never, ever, ever seen a storyline between two single parents that have kids, you know, falling in love. Like, that was never, I'd never seen that on television before. I thought that representation was fantastic and really well done. You you talk about the importance of representation. In a way, I really identify with this story myself because I, when I was a teen... In the last years of of being in high school, there was a girl that I fell madly in love with, and she seemed to like me a lot. And she, too, had to figure out who she was, and I had to figure out 
who I was, right? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most important things that I see in this show and one of the most important messages that is in the show is that you can love someone and care about someone and have them in your life, but you have to accept them for what they are, not what you're projecting on them, not what you want them to be, not what you are dreaming of them, but what they are and what they may become, right? Exactly, yeah. And let's let's kind of break the story down. The story really it's, starts off with... Uh, our three nerds, if you will, uh, young freshmen at Boring High. We have Luke O'Neill and his friends McQuaid and Tyler. Yes. And you've got McQuaid, who is uh, mostly comic foil, but later we find a heart for him. You know, we find we find some depth in his character down the road. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Bowen, who uh, has some sort of reading problem. What would you call that? I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I don't know if he's dyslexic or what, but there's something going on with him. Yeah. And then you have Luke O'Neill, who is a child of divorced parents, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't really know his dad. And through a series of events, he gets to know his father or what he thinks his father is or should be. Right. And we don't want to spoil everything. Yeah. Because seriously, this show is really worth watching. It is. It's worth checking out. And when I first watched this show, I'm, I'm, I'm on my second watching. And mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I just enjoyed it for a, what I'm going to call a teen comedy, right? Yes. I, that's yeah. all I thought this was. Mm-hmm. But then there were levels of drama that were coming that kind of took me by surprise. Plus, you mentioned the nostalgia thing. I love the fact that they play the music that I love from the time. It's it's mm-hmm. it's the music is almost its own character as much as the graphics that you see <laughs> that were popular at the time. I agree. Hitting the new Star Wars movies are going to be awesome. They're not new. They're just ruining the originals with digital guard. Whatever. They're going to be fat with a pH. Oh, gee, thanks for clarifying. I thought you meant fat as an obese. Let's go, gentlemen. Late. Well, we were waiting for you. You're late. Luke, you do realize that AV Club is the lowliest of electives? It's beneath choir. It's beneath weather club. They should combine choir and weather club. Weather choir. Cloudy with the chance oh, of rain. Guys, we're in high school now. We gotta find our people. I mean, we might as well start with something we actually know, right? That's AV Club. Yeah, yeah. I bet once they see one of our movies, the ladies will come flocking. I promise you, there isn't a single female behind those doors. There'd be ladies in weather choir. And so you have those three guys, and they join the AV Club. Mm -hmm. And this is where Luke, one of the main characters, meets a young lady by the name of Kate Messner who is the principal's daughter and also a sophomore at Boring High. And yes, the town's name is Boring, Boring, Oregon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I cracked up when they went to the sign for the first time. Yeah. (laughs) So you not only get to see these high schoolers interact with one another, but you also deal with the insecurities of are you doing right by your children? And uh, without spoiling too much, Mr. Mesner, Kate's father, mm-hmm. 
Ken Mesner is is no longer with his partner. Yeah. Gosh, I just want to like spill everything. I just want to empty all the tools out on the table. We're not going to do that. We're right. going to let people find this show on their own and uh, make up their own mind and make up their own decisions. But there are some things that I saw during my second watch that completely blew me away that they set up so well that if you don't watch this more than once, I doubt you'll catch it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the bridge. Yeah. You know, the first thing that they go over... Uh, Luke and Kate, they go over the bridge and it, it becomes an important part of the town and an important part of the story. Oh, yeah. And so there's a lot of clues as to what is going on with with these characters. And then, then of course, there are other characters. Uh, you mentioned Emmeline. Yes. And her boyfriend, who is, what was his name? Oliver. Yeah, Oliver's Army. Uh, <laughs> There is a song by Elvis Costello called Oliver's Army. And every time I see him in that jacket with the patches yeah. and buttons mm-hmm. on it, it reminds me of that. Yep. So so there's Oliver and there's Emmeline. And they're just too cool for, for school. They're the drama kids. And mm-hmm. they're very over the top. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the first scene we see them in, it's incredibly unbelievable. Could you imagine anybody doing that in your Don't- high school? The lunchroom scene? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was watching that, and I'm like, what are they doing? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And you wonder why the principal and the staff put up with that, because it's... That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely they, nuts. They climbed up on lunch tables. <laughs> like, my my high school administration would not have allowed me to do that. Right. Well, if they did that same thing today, because they had a knife. And plus, yeah. I, I believe that a corn dog was completely destroyed in that scene, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. The janitor, they, they threw food at him, if I remember correctly. They were trying to hit the garbage can, but... I think so. Yeah, splattered onto him. But get to know some of the staff, and then you get to meet Luke's mother, who becomes an important character herself, who is a single woman trying to raise a kid and balance a career and all of these things. And you have two parents that find a kinship in trying to raise kids these days, back in 1996, Mm -hmm. right? Again, don't want to ruin too much, right? Yeah. Like, if we were going to do an episode commentary, that would be one thing. We could we right. could unravel that as we go on. But right. today, we're just basically trying to get you, the people that aren't watching Everything Sucks, to check it to out. To start watching, yes. Yeah. Now, I've con- compared this show to Freaks and Geeks. It's very much the same kind of tone where you've got the goofy stuff going on and then something incredibly serious is going on. And for the people who forgot what it was like to be a teen, this show will remind you, just like Freaks and Geeks did. So, hmm. For sure. What do you think of the music used in the show? I think it's fantastic. As you said before, the music almost is its own character. And like, especially during the scenes with... Um, Kate talking to Luke about her favorite tracks on What's the Story Morning Glory mm-hmm. or I won't spoil anything but the Tori Amos stuff mm-hmm. it's like it really guides us in 
how Kate is developing as a person and how she's discovering herself. So, well, back in the old way that they used to do plays, you know, back in back to Greek times and stuff like that, you would have this chorus that would come yeah, on and kind of exactly. set the stage to what's going to happen. And exactly. the music kind of does that Greek chorus kind of thing. So, I agree. I 100% agree. It gives us it gives us an insight into what's going on in Kate's head. Yeah. Well, let's play one of my favorite songs that they played on that show, and it is the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Check it out. One of my favorite songs. The impression that I get. Yeah, and we'll we'll be back on the other side of that. Ridiculous song. 
winning the lottery and dying the next day, the subject is 98 years old. There's nothing ironic about dying at 98. Rain on your wedding day? It's ironic because they chose that day to get married. Well, then they're morons and they deserve each other. Do these people not have five-day forecasts? What kind of fairy tale world does Alanis Morissette live in? Canada. Oh. Four years of this. It's only the first week. It's gonna get better. God, look on the bright side, McQuaid. My cousin Rory says everyone has sex in high school. Even nerds, like, with each other. Well, according to my calculations, there's a 2% chance I get laid by senior year. Kind of comforting, truthfully. Takes the pressure off. Did you run my numbers? Better. Not by much. Now, what do you think of the the mighty three, I'm going to call them? You've got Luke, <laughs> McQuaid, That's a great name for them. and Tyler. Yeah, because these guys have been friends, it seemingly, since they first found each other over a lunch table somewhere. Maybe it was, uh, maybe they were all bullied in, cl- in uh, gym class. Who knows? Potentially. But, yeah, but these guys have all come together, and they formed their little bond to protect themselves. And you've got... Tyler, who is the crazy one, he's he's just out of his mind, bozo. He's the one that watches uh, TV, and he, he's kind of like me. Like, I would watch Saturday Night Live or Monty Python, and then the next Monday at school I'd be doing the Ministry of Funny Walks and things like that, right? So that's Tyler. He's He's got the squeaky voice. and I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call him crazy. I think... Crazy I- in a fun way. I think I think wacky is a better description of him. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So that's kind of him in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. uh, then you've got McQuaid, who is oh, I love sh- McQuaid. Shields up all the yeah. time. Yeah. He is so afraid of how they'll look foolish or they won't be accepted. And you know, in a way, he's fine to not be accepted. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. <laughs> He'd almost just rather let's just get through this unscathed and we don't want to be picked on or anything or made to look like a fool and then luke who is kind of like the de facto leader here yeah and he's a uh, pretty smart guy uh, very talented mm-hmm. and oh yeah you know it's weird he he resents his father but he has a lot of his same skill sets and same mm-hmm. dreams i think if they go into a season two i would love for them to explore that further mm-hmm. me too yeah absolutely and then you've got our other, I'm going to say, main character for this discussion, Kate Mesner, who is played by Peyton Kennedy. Yes. And she is kind of shy and backwards, and you you kind of learn later why she is. Mm-hmm. With, without spoiling too much, yes, you do. Right. And in the first episode, we find out that parents cannot be cool, and <laughs> <laughs> she's embarrassed at the fact that her father is the principal and not only is he the principal but he'll go on the morning talk show that they have before school where they yep. put the announcements and what's you know sloppy joe's for dinner and stuff like that he will dress up as the school mascot so that's <laughs> yeah you know that had to put her under the desk you know what i'm saying just oh for sheer sure embarrassment yeah and then you've got the grumpy av teacher <laughs> Who is actually one of the producers of the show. Really? Oh, yeah. I did not so, know that. So um, the person who plays the AV man in the show, I believe, is Ben York Jones, who is one of the producers of Everything Sucks. Yeah, and he has yeah. this name, Mr. Stargrove, which yep. is so weird because there was a movie called 
Never Too Young to Die, and the the uh, hero's name in that was Stargrove, and that made me think of that. But yeah, Ben York Jones is Mr. Star Stargrove, the quirky AV club teacher. Mm-hmm. And he is, uh, he's a trip. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I love his character. I mean, I love a lot of people in this show, but I particularly liked Mr. Stargrove as far as the adults go. Yeah. And at the beginning of almost every episode, we see the school announcements read mm-hmm. by Scott Pocket and, Jeth- yes. and Jessica Betts. And he makes a couple Hot Pocket references. Did you catch that? Like I like, did. I loved that. Yeah, he'll say his name, Scott Pocket. And, so, yes. and he's always pestering his fellow anchor, Jessica Betts. So hmm. that's, that's just a fun way to kind of set the show up every day. I like that little bit of comic relief. I, think, I do too. I think it works really well in the story. But it also, uh, again, like that Greek chorus with the music, it also sets up in a way what's going to happen in that episode in some weird way. The thing that I also really, really like about the morning announcements that that is that it gives insight to the viewers because Everything Sucks has a viewership that expands, as you said earlier, across generations. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of people that are going to be watching Everything Sucks that have no clue about the time period. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned several times in the morning announcements like what was going on politically during that time period in regards to LGBT plus rights and how those were being handled in the country. So I think that's also a very important aspect of the show, and I think it's important for the people who are watching. There's that, and we were talking earlier that it gives representation to sexualities and things like that, but there's also the fact that Luke, who is a young black man, who is falling in love with this white girl. So it's kind of tough that that's going on. So there's all these different levels to keep so many layers. Yeah, there's 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 yeah. so many layers to keep uh, Luke and Kate Messner apart. So many different things, and yet they find each other, and yeah. he's crazy for her. He's just oh, nuts for, for sure. her. For sure, banana slug all the way. Yeah, banana slug. Why don't you explain banana slug to folks that have not yet partaken of the show? Oh, uh, well, without giving away too much. I'm not going to give away the actual circumstances of the scene that this happens in. Mm-hmm. But Luke basically tells Kate, uh, you know, if things start to go sour and I do actually start falling for you, then we should come up with a code word that I tell you to let you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the code word that they decided upon was banana slug. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gets used. It does. It gets used. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it does. And, you know, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, and it's so cool to see Luke's room. He's got all the posters of mall rats and clerks, and he, he wants to be a young filmmaker, that, that kind of thing that was happening at the time with Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Smith, you know, that stuff where you can pick up a camera and just make this happen. You can You can become yeah. a filmmaker just like that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If if you were to sell this show to someone, what would you say? That's a hard question. Uh did you did you want me to like say like sum it up in a sentence or like what? Okay, how about this? 
Okay. Our listeners are, are going to open up a fortune cookie. I want you to tell them in a fortune cookie why they should watch Everything Sucks. Okay. Jeez, this is difficult. Because there's just so much to unpack from watching the show. Everything Sucks is a show that is nostalgic, but is full of multiple levels of representation that will surprise you. How about that? That's perfect. I would say Everything Sucks is a show that doesn't suck. Yes. And your story is there. No matter who you are, your story is there. Everything Sucks is a show where you can find yourself in the characters. There you go. Yeah. Why don't we play Wonderwall by Oasis? All right, let's take it away. Play it, Mr. DJ. be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now backbeat the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out i'm sure you've heard it all before but you never really had it
if you were the popular kid in school or the cheerleader. Definitely not, no. Or the jock or the nerd or the, the kid that was good at science or whatever. Whatever you were or a burnout or a greaser or a soch, we'll even go back to the outsiders, right? Uh, <laughs> no matter what you were in high school, you were more than a cartoon. For sure. And while this show starts out, you you know, you, you, you almost – there's a shorthand that happens when we watch TV, right? We go, oh, well, yeah. this is the wacky character. Oh, this is the goofy character. This is the ball buster character that we're going to mm -hmm. learn to love by season four, right? Whatever yeah. the thing <laughs> is, that this show actually does something, and it, it, it takes these people that are almost like cookie cutter, uh, how do you want to say it, stereotypes, People that you would expect to be stereotypes. Yeah, and kind of let you in to find the human underneath it all. And, and, yeah. that, and that is why I love this show. That is why I want to see, if not a season two, at least an Everything Sucks movie, right? One or like the a, other. Like a special, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it takes it, – it shows you these characters who you think are going to fit into these pre-cut boxes, and then it just – exceeds your expectations mm -hmm. immensely. I agree. That's one of the reasons why I love the show and why I think it's so unique in terms of any other television show that I've seen personally. So we've laid out our case on why people should be watching Everything Sucks on Netflix. And keep in mind, Netflix, I love you. Yes. You're in my house. You're on all my devices. I pay for mm -hmm. you. I'm happy to pay for you. I'm glad to pay for you. I also buy things like refrigerators and cars and houses and stuff like that. So if you're thinking that there's not an audience out there that's, you know, you can appeal to, like, you remember the old Nielsen ratings and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm an older person compared to you, and I love this show. So if you're thinking that, oh, only kids like it or only young people like it, you're wrong. Because my entire family enjoyed it. 100%. This Everything Sucks is a show that spans across multiple generations. I watch it. You watch it. I've encountered fans on Twitter that are anywhere from 14 to their 40s. Mm -hmm. So it's across. It's everywhere. Everyone's watching it, which is why it boggles my mind that Netflix decided to cancel the show, first of all. Second of all, that they're being quite silent and not quite acknowledging mm -hmm. the noise that we're making. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Now, there was uh, a, another thing on Twitter. What was it? What's on Netflix? What was it called? Yeah. Are you talking about the poll? Yes, Did yes, yes. Happen? Yes. Yeah, there's a Twitter account. It's not official or anything, but it's right. called What's on Netflix, mm -hmm. which I think is just an account that helps give recommendations to people or like posts the latest news on here's what's coming to Netflix. Here's what's leaving. Mm -hmm. And they, they posted a poll of like four different Netflix shows that got like recently canceled. Everything Sucks was one of them. Disjointed was another. Sensate was another. And I forget the last one. And they were like, if you could bring back any one of these canceled Netflix shows, which would it be? And it ended up being pretty close between Everything Sucks and Sense8. At one point, Sense8 had the lead, but Everything Sucks ended up winning. It was like... Everything Sucks, I think, didn't, didn't it end with Everything Sucks at 51% of the vote? A 50, 50 or 51%, yeah. The, Everything Sucks ended up winning the poll, which 
like I said, that's not an account that's verified. It's not officially connected to Netflix at all. So the people that were voting on that poll were simply fans of mm-hmm. the respective shows. Right. If the fans are voting for Everything Sucks that much, like, shouldn't that say something? Absolutely it does. So I want you, our listeners, I want you, anybody that's that's finding out about this on social media, if you believe in second chances, if you believe in a show that a parent can watch with their kid, because, yeah. you know, this is one of those things that, like, when I was growing up, we had after-school specials that kind of filled this void. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to see this on Disney. You're not going to necessarily see this on Nickelodeon, where everything's nice and safe. Definitely not, no. This show is kind of dangerous in the fact that it treats everyone as a human being. Even the goofy characters like Mr. Stargrove and, you know, there are some people that haven't been developed yet. Like, there's this character named Leslie. I love her. I love her too, and I feel so bad for her because she is crushing so hard on one of the guys. Tyler. She's crushing really hard on Tyler. I know, I know, and I I feel so bad for her because I'm like, I want to tap Tyler on the show and say, dude, this is the girl that you're going to find on Facebook like 25 years from now, and you're going to bump into her, and you're going to say, that's the girl I should have married, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you didn't even look at her. You didn't even notice. I love Leslie, and I am Leslie. She's my uh, favorite. And Abby, Abby Brittle does such a good job portraying her. Yeah. She's fantastic. So if you are a fan of Everything Sucks, and you obviously have Netflix, I want you to do me a favor. The first thing I want you to do is hop on your Netflix account, go mm-hmm. on your device, and I want you to go to the Help Center. Underneath the Help Center, there's a thing that says Request TV Shows or Movies. Yes. And guess what I want you to put there? Everything, Everything sucks. sucks. Season, season two. two. Yep. And we did yes. that without planning. That that worked out really good. Uh, we should start a band. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so go in there, and there, it usually gives you three slots that you can put everything. So I went like. Everything Sucks 2, Everything Sucks Season 2, Everything Sucks Season 2, Electric Boogaloo. You know, I'm just, just filling out. I'm constantly going back everything in there once a day. Season two. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I keep letting them know that Everything Sucks is what I want to come back. So yes, Everything Sucks. Have fun with it, but make sure that you put Everything Sucks so that they know that we're serious. Put put everything sucks uh, in the in in the in the help center. Call Netflix and tell them that you want everything sucks to be renewed, and then hop onto your social media accounts and use the hashtag renew everything sucks. And don't forget to tag Netflix in every single one of your tweets. Yeah. So at Netflix and the hashtag is hashtag renew everything sucks. That's hashtag renew everything sucks. Yes. And if you want to, you can also um, tag Reed Hastings in all of your posts. He's the CEO of Netflix. Ah, Reed Hastings. Sir, I respect you. Yes. Now, do me a favor and respect us and give us back this show. Agreed. Because seriously, this cast is still... They'd be on break right now, so it's it's time to bring it back. And Mm -hmm. I I just want to say, Patch Darara as Ken Messner... And Claudia M. Nacco, who plays Sherry O'Neill, Luke's mother, they're just fantastic. And I'm so glad that they are there representing parents. Seriously. 
I see a lot of myself in Luke, speaking of which, just because I'm also, I'm, I'm the daughter of a single parent. So I was really thankful that that was, that that whole dynamic was part of the show. I thought it was beautiful and re- really well executed. So I'm going to ask you a question point blank. Do you okay. think we should continue this, you and me? Uh, what do you mean? I'm proposing that we do a thing where we talk about each episode. I'd love to. So we'll consider this as like a pilot for our sure. Everything Sucks cast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I would love that. All right. But you got to you gotta commit to uh, doing how many episodes are there? At least 10 more. Yeah. We'll just make them last about a half an hour to 40 minutes. Won't be any big thing and we'll just have fun with it so what do you think sounds I'd good love to. Mm-hmm. so uh wow i guess this is going to be a thing so i guess i'm going to have a fifth podcast that i'll be working on so <laughs> yay me piling it on you yeah know. i used to have a life before podcast <laughs> <laughs> but seriously uh i really enjoy this show and i'd like to talk about each episode in depth. Yes. So if we can't save Everything Sucks, we're at least going to talk about Everything Sucks. And we want to encourage people out there to let your voice be heard. Definitely. Hashtag renew Everything Sucks. Look, if Netflix ends up making, in my personal opinion, the wrong decision, and they don't renew Everything Sucks, we're still going to talk about it. Like, there's no way that we're going to let everything sucks die because this is this is representation that is important. This is representation that has been impacting so many people across so many generations. So if let your voice be heard and tell Netflix that you want this kind of quality content to be on their platform. Use the hashtag renew everything sucks in all of your tweets Tag Netflix, tag Reed Hastings, the CEO of Netflix. And if you want to get a, just a taste of the representation and how this has been impacting its viewers, you can also go onto Twitter and search under the hashtag I am Kate Mesner, which was started by Peyton herself. And you can see the stories that the viewers have been posting about how some of the older viewers, about how they wish that this show was there when they were starting to come out the younger viewers and how it's helping them now like this show is relevant and it's going to stay relevant renew everything sucks renew everything sucks podcast and uh here we go we're starting some trouble (laughs) bubble bubble toil and trouble part of the pop family yeah, part, yeah, there you go. Part of the pop family. An important show. Well, it's also a goofy show. I don't want to take away from, you know, like it's this isn't some deadly serious thing all the time. It's a lot of fun too, right? Exactly. But, but it's it's like real life, right? Right. And I think that's what makes it so well done and so appealing is that it has an equal amount of both the drama but then also the more funny parts. So so let us know for sure if you want us to do an Everything Sucks podcast. Let us know on social medias. 
and we will get things set up so that we can be more of a presence and make this happen. We want to hear what you have to say. Let us know what you think. You can find us right now on a couple different places. You can go to Facebook groups and search for POP. You'll find us on Twitter at POP staff tweets, right? Is, is, that, mm-hmm. is, that, is that what we yep. are? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> and then uh, you can find me if you want to talk to me or anything. Well, you can find me on Twitter at P Kennedy updates. And then if you want to join the Facebook group, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Peyton Kennedy updates. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably set up an everything sucks Facebook page too that that you can, you know, do a hashtag everything sucks. We'll we'll get that locked down. Yes. So so be part of it. Make your voices heard. Glad I found you. Yeah. Glad I found you, Julia. It's 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 interesting. See, this is how cool this show is. It brought two really cool people together. So there it I is. I agree. Yeah. And that's our show. Our podcast is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks by fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks, and opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe to it today. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember, hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag save banana slug. Yeah. <laughs>